Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. There's going to be a brief commercial at the end of this video. You don't have to watch it. As you get through the video itself, you can turn it off. Okay? Dealership that sold customer a stolen car challenges judge's order to pay up. Matthew sent this. He said, Steve, check out this story. And we've talked about this before. And that is you go to a dealership or you're just dealing with somebody online. They sell you a car. You have a title. You've got paperwork, all this stuff. And then the police show up when they go, um, the car in your driveway there is stolen. We're going to take it and return it to its rightful owner. And there's a lot of questions that get raised there, but, but I've actually represented clients on more than one occasion. Uh, one guy bought a classic car and one guy bought a late model car. One was from a just typical dealership. One was from a dealership that specializes in classic cars. Both of those cases, the law enforcement showed up and took the car. And uh, my client was out of luck, and in both cases, litigation ensued. And I will tell you that uh, in both cases, my clients and I succeeded in recovering the money that they sunk into that vehicle and also recovered attorney fees and court costs. So in this case, let's talk about what happened from WSB-TV out of Atlanta. Uh, A Metro Atlanta man was served with a summons to Superior Court by the car dealership that sold him a stolen car. His mother says it's like pouring salt on an open wound. Back in May, in a Channel 2 Action News investigation, the TV station talked about how police suddenly appeared in this man's driveway six months after he purchased a car from the dealership in Conyers. Police said the car was stolen and they repossessed it. Now, there's obviously mistakes that were made. Who made them, we don't know. But you should be aware that the vehicle identification number, or the VIN, appears in many places on a modern car. The most obvious place is the base of the A pillar, top of the dashboard in front of the driver. So someone can walk up outside the car, and if it's not hidden, they can look through the glass and see the VIN. Some people will, bad people will, take a stolen car, remove that VIN, and replace it with a fake one, like one they grabbed out of a junkyard or something and then retitle it with that as the VIN. Now, if someone knows where to look for the VINs on a vehicle, they can climb around and look for the other VINs and then compare them to one at the A-pillar. And in both of the cases that I talked about moments ago that I represented somebody, the vehicle identification number underneath the A-pillar glass did not match the VIN stamped elsewhere on the car. For months, both the finance company and the dealership refused to pay back the customer's money. However, after Channel 2 consumer investigator Justin Gray got involved, the finance company returned the money for the vehicle. And a magistrate judge ordered the dealership to pay the buyer $4,500. And so keep in mind that if you buy a vehicle and it's financed, and this is what often happens, the dealership will often arrange the financing for you. I know you can go to a bank, get your own, but I'm talking about where you go to a dealership, go, hey, I want to borrow the money. They go, great, we can get you financing. You sign a whole bunch of documents. The dealership doesn't end up being the one who lends you the money. The money comes from an outside source. So what you have there is a purchase money security interest, and the car becomes the collateral. At some point in time, the lender was asked to pay the dealership for this car. They give the car to the customer, and then the customer makes payments to the lender. 
and the customer may have put some money down or something. So the money that the lender is returning to him, presumably, is the number of payments he made, right? But the question is, who owes him the rest of the money? And that would be the dealership. Last month, the process server appeared at the man's front door, and he said it seems insane they'd still want to fight that after you know seeing what all we've been through. Instead of paying the money, the dealership filed an appeal of the default judgment against it. So apparently, when this man filed a lawsuit against the dealership, uh, for whatever reason, the dealership got defaulted. They either didn't answer the complaint, or they did something wrong, or they didn't answer the complaint properly. There's a bunch of reasons. Most commonly, they just didn't show up in court. So when the investigator from the TV station went to the dealership, a staff member there said he did not know anything about it and would tell the owner that the TV station had questions. And the TV station also emailed the attorneys for the dealership. Back in May, a manager maintained the dealership had done nothing wrong. We've done nothing wrong. That's what they say. He said, we did a deal. We did due diligence in the state of Georgia. What they require from us to verify the vehicle is not stolen, he said. Um, so here's the deal. doesn't matter if you think you did anything wrong. The law doesn't say you have to have done something wrong. We'll get there. We still thought that that check would come so that he can get a new car. And then when we were served, I was like, the audacity, like, why? We've done nothing. So a TV station reporter spoke by phone with the owner of the dealership now who says that his attorney has made an offer to the consumer to settle the case and pay the consumer $4,500 plus attorney fees. And Howard said his attorney is reviewing the offer. And so it does sound like that could resolve the matter because $4,500 is the amount that the judgment was for. So if they're willing to satisfy the judgment and pay the extra attorney fees that fell after that, then it would, in fact, appear to make this man whole. So that's the deal. So here's the question. The dealership says, we did a deal. We did due diligence with the state. And what they require from us to verify the vehicle is not stolen. So he's basically saying, we did nothing wrong. We did nothing wrong. I've mentioned before that when I am a merchant, a merchant, and that's defined in the UCC as a person who deals with goods of the kind, I'm a merchant of widgets. I sell widgets. You come to me and say, I want to buy a widget. I want to sell you a widget. We strike a deal. You hand me money. I hand you a widget. You leave. Did I ever say that I owned that widget and had good and clear title to it? Did you even ask me? Would you ever do that? When was the last time you went to a store and asked the person as you're checking out, does the store have good and clear title to all of the items I'm buying today? People don't do that. Why is that? Why is that? Because the law doesn't require it. The law says that if you are a merchant with respect to goods of the kind, you warrant that you've got good title and that when you sell it to somebody, you're passing good title. And it's called the warranty of title. I'm not making this stuff up. It's in the UCC section 2-312 in Michigan, that'd be 440.2312. There is in a contract for sale a warranty by the seller that the title conveyed shall be good and its transfer rightful, and that the goods shall be delivered free from any security interest or other lien or encumbrance of which the buyer at the time of contracting has no knowledge. But the key part here is A, the title conveyed 
shall be good and it's transfer rightful. And I have actually taught classes where we've discussed this section. And one of the things that you point out there is it says the title conveyed shall be good and it's transfer rightful, but it doesn't say that the seller must knowingly transfer good title or that the seller has got to tell you it's good title. It doesn't say they have to intentionally give you good title. It doesn't say that if you unintentionally deliver bad title, you're okay because it's unintentional. It just says the title conveyed shall be good. And you warrant that. There is a warranty by the seller. The title conveyed shall be good. Is it not good? Boom, it's a breach of warranty. And I've had this exact discussion with attorneys and with judges in open court. And I've actually had an attorney stand up and say, Your Honor, my guy didn't know the title was bad. Therefore, he can't be liable. You, you can't impute some kind of warranty out of thin air. Yes, you can. The law says you can. If you're a merchant, you warrant that the title conveyed shall be good. Where does it say intentionally? Where does it say on purpose? Where does it say knowingly? It doesn't. The title conveyed shall be good. And that's because it's part of a sale. I want to buy that. I want to sell it to you. Can you sell it to me? Yes. How much? Oh, I'll do that. Here's some money. Thank you for the widget. Never asked, never said, the title shall be good because it's written into the law. And so the Uniform Commercial Code has been adopted in all 50 states for the most part. At least Article 2 has. Uh, Article 2 involves a sale of goods. In case you're curious, Article 2A involves leases. Another story altogether. Some states number Article 2A differently. In Michigan, that's actually, uh, I believe, uh, well, I won't won't go there. (laughs) But uh, Article 2 is the sale of goods. The sale of goods. And so 2312, 2313, 2314 are the sections involving warranties. And most people spend so much time on the express warranties and the implied warranties that they jump right over the warranty of title, the warranty of title. So if I walk up to you and you're standing on your own front lawn, there's a car there with a for sale sign in the window, and I go, you own this car? Yes. You want to sell it to me? Yes. I can buy the car from you, but guess what? You're not a merchant. (laughs) 2312 would not apply to you. So if you are a merchant, it does. The big distinction there. So a lot of times people will call me and say, I bought a car, it's defective, I got a problem, whatever it might be. I say, who'd you buy it from? And they go, oh, I bought it from, they tell me if it's a dealer, it's one thing. Individual, it's another thing. And this is one of those great divides in the law. Because also, if there's an implied warning of merchantability, would not apply to a private seller, but it might apply to a dealer. So again, it's 2312, the Uniform Commercial Code, Article 2, Section 312. There is, in a contract for sale, a warranty by the seller that the title conveyed shall be good and its transfer rightful. So in both of those cases, there are multi-count complaints, but, but I can tell you right now that the number one count in both complaints was breach of the warranty of title. And I'll tell you right now, in the second case, which wasn't that long ago, involving the classic car, actually remember sitting down at a deposition where I deposed the guy who ran the dealership and talking to the attorney off the record. And there was no argument that the warranty of title was the big problem. And, and, and no, one, no one even argued that one. I've had attorneys who wanted to argue it before because they thought it was silly and they'd never heard of it before. But 
you shouldn't be an attorney for 10 or 20 years and not have heard of the warranty of title. So that's just, that's just me. So dealership that sold customer stolen car challenges the order to pay up, but it looks like they now may have, they now may have agreed to settle the case. Uh, that's Channel 2 Action News, uh, written by the news staff up there, uh, down there in Atlanta. And Matthew sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Now, I'm going to talk to you right now about Factor. And Factor is the food delivery service I've mentioned before. I love these people, and I love their product. Uh, Factor makes meeting your nutrition goals easier than ever by delivering fresh, never-frozen, dietitian approved meals right to your doorstep. Our team of gourmet chefs create each meal using only ingredients with integrity to help you feel your best all day long. Here's the deal. I generally find myself too busy to eat well. And I know that people go, but Steve, you've got to stop and eat. It's important to eat. Well, what happens in my life is I prioritize. And so I go, well, I got to shoot a video. I got to edit a video. I got to do this. And I have a whole list of stuff I got to do. And in there is I got to eat. But that gets pushed down the list to the point where I finally wind up with no time to eat. And guess what? Factor solves that problem. Not just by making it fast, but it's actually good food. So you have to know that if you got summer plans and you're too busy to prepare a meal and then cook the meal, well, if you want to eat well, Factor lets you skip the extra trip to the grocery store, the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning, <laughs> as if I'm going to chop and prep and clean for lunch. <laughs> and, of course, you get the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. Remember, the meals are fresh, never frozen. And what happens is you sign up, and they deliver a box to you. And the box is filled with your meals, and it has the material in there that keeps it cold. And when you get it, you open the box up, you take the stuff out, you throw it in the fridge, and whenever you want a meal, you yank it out, read what it is, that's a good one, and um, throw it in the microwave, two minutes, two minutes, two and a half minutes later, you're eating, which is how I like to see things happen. <laughs> Here's the deal. I've gotten TV dinners before, macaroni and cheese, lasagna, that kind of stuff from the frozen section at the store. Factor sends stuff like black pepper and sage pork chop. I had that one yesterday. It's actually very, very good. <laughs> black pepper and sage pork chop. Kind of thing that I might see on a menu at a restaurant, I would never make for myself. I wouldn't know how to make that for myself. Here's one I really enjoyed. I've had this more than once. Garlic herb chicken breast. Garlic and herb chicken breast. Great food. Loved that one too. But they also have a variety of other meals you can get. In other words, you can just order meals that are good. I want good meals. I don't care about the carbs or the fat or anything. I don't care. Just send me good meals. However, if you are looking for calorie-conscious options, they've got those. They've also got Protein Plus, if you're into that protein thing. Uh, they also have upscale stuff you can choose. Surf and Turf, uh, Roasted Garlic Filet Mignon and Shrimp, Cajun Spiced Shrimp and Salmon. They've also got Keto, Calorie Smart, and a whole variety of other things. Go to the website, check out all their stuff, make your selections. And like I said, the food is very, very good. And it's the kind of stuff, like I said, I'd never make myself. So the most important thing to remember here is they've got a, they've got a staff of experts who sit down and prepare and plan these menus. And then they create the stuff, and then they ship it to you. It's fabulous stuff. The variety they've got is amazing. So if you head to factor75.com or click the link below, you can use the code LATOESLAW50 to get 50% off your first Factor 
box. Uh, so I can't stress this enough. Uh, I think you know me well enough to know that I do very few commercials. And I think it might be kind of ironic and very meta to be talking about ads within an ad. But I don't do a lot of commercials. And one of the reasons is, is that I get offered all kinds of stuff that I look at and go, oh. this, I tried the product and I liked it. And I, and I said, you know something, I like this enough to come on here and talk about it. So like I said, the other day when I was eating my black pepper and sage pork chop, or the day before eating my garlic and herb chicken breast, I'm having a fine meal that took me two minutes to prepare. Now, I've had people go, Steve, how lazy are you? It's not that I'm lazy, really. It's, it's that I'm busy. Uh, but busyness tends to make you lazy in the areas that are lower on your to-do list. So, like I said, every morning I get up, I've got a couple videos to shoot, i got to go to my office, i got to take some phone calls, i got to answer some phone calls, i got to return some emails, got to open my actual snail mail, i got to do all this stuff. And oh, by the way, now it's 2 o'clock. Where did lunch go? Oh, lunch didn't go anyplace. It just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And that's the problem. So I know that many of you are like me in that you're very, very busy and just haven't got time to sit down and make the meals you would if you had the time. And I've spoken to a lot of viewers now. And I've told people, if you take me up on this offer and go to Factor75.com and use the Lato's Law 50 code to get half off your first Factor box, uh, let me know how the experience went. And I've had a lot of people contact me. I had another guy call me and say, Steve, you described me so perfectly when you said about how, how you don't have time to make the meals you'd like because you're just too busy. He goes, I ordered it, and he goes, I love this stuff. It's great. You were right. It's exactly what you said. And go from being too busy to eat well to taking a two-minute break and eating well. Now, it's going to take you a little longer than two minutes to eat the food, <laughs> but most of us don't eat the way we'd like to because we haven't got time to prepare and cook the food. That's it, okay? We'll take our time to eat it if it's in front of us. But getting it in front of us is the tricky part. So I can't speak highly enough about Factor. Uh, I've now had, I don't know, 20, 30, I don't know, more than 20 of their meals. Um, and and I've, you know, the whole variety. And so far, I'm, I'm surprised and impressed by the variety because they have this expansive menu of choices. And everything I've tried, I've liked. And the fact that two minutes into the microwave, is just mind-blowing. Look where we are as a society. <laughs> Science and technology have brought us here. Good meals delivered to you, and then you make them in two minutes. So head to factor75.com, click the link below, or whatever you want to do, but just use the code LATOSLAW50. You'll get half off, 50% off your first factor box. So half off, that way you can try it, see if you like it, and that's all I can ask. Try it, see if you like it. And if you do, go from there, because I love this stuff. So there you go. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. How many computer programmers does it take to change a light bulb? None. That's a hardware problem.